Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal is not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup and information overload hour. What a busy breaking news day. Thank you for being with us. Our toll-free number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, we cannot ignore what is what has been revealed to this country in terms of the virulent anti-Semitism. It's not just this country, by the way. It's worldwide. Uh, things that... I've, I've never thought we'd hear in our lifetime in light of history, uh, you know, uh, gas the Jews, F the Jews, blah, blah. That was in Australia. You know, what we've been witnessing all throughout different countries in Europe, from Great Britain to Brussels and, and, and France and, and elsewhere. You just think this, this can't be this mentality. You know, the day of Jihad, Times Square, totally packed with people. They're not condemning the terrorists that killed innocent Israelis, not even, a, not even a little bit. You know, and then you look at what's going on in college campuses around this country. Anti-Semitism, virulent anti-Semitism raging on America's college campuses. And it doesn't just involve crazy pronouncements by radical students voicing support for Hamas. You know, in fact, at some of the most prestigious universities we have in this country, you have Jew- Jewish students now being attacked by their left-wing professors banned from certain campus activities, singled out for harassment and intimidation, and being warned about wearing any clothing or jewelry that could identify them as being Jewish. Oh, really? Is, 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 is this now the country we have become? Which then begs the question why the Biden Department of Education is funding the now notoriously anti-Semitic Harvard University, $625 million of our tax dollars, they have an endowment of over $37 billion. Why are we giving them one, t- one taxpayer penny? And it's not just Harvard. So why are the taxpayers being forced to bankroll what is this modern-day, you know, academic version of anti-Semitism? Wall Street Journal had the ugly details of, you know, what these budding uh, ivory tower 
I, I guess anti-Semites have been getting away with lately. Hostility, vandalism, threats, slurs towards Jewish students on college campuses increasing more than threefold, 155 incidents in 2021. That's up from 47 in 2014. Students at universities like the University of Vermont, Wellesley College, DePaul University, ejected Jewish students who support Israel from clubs and study groups. And, and there's example after example after example. I can keep going and not stop. You know, listen to this Cornell professor celebrating the, the exhilarating, energizing Hamas attack on Israel. Russell Rickford is his name. There are many Gazans of goodwill, many Palestinians conscious, who abhor violence, as do you, as do I, who abhor the targeting of civilians, as do you, as do I, who were able to breathe. They were able to breathe for the first time in years. It was exhilarating. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. And if they weren't exhilarated by this, this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting of the balance of power, then they would not be human. I was exhilarated. It's really just repulsive. Joining us now, Roger Severino, Vice President of Domestic Policy at the Heritage Foundation and Trump's former Director of Office of Civil Rights, also a former DOJ civil rights attorney, Bill Jacobson, Cornell University professor and founder of the EqualProfect.org organization to discuss the pro-Hamas uh, movement, especially on college campuses. Let me ask you, Bill Jacobson, because that was right out of Cornell University, uh, which you have the affiliation with. What's your reaction to that, and, and why is this guy still hired there? Yeah, well, obviously it's distressing. It is reflective of a strain of viewpoint on campus. It's not the majority viewpoint, but there is a core group of radicals on campus who hate the U.S., hate Israel, think the whole system needs to be torn down. So it doesn't shock me that that professor in particular was spewing these sort of, uh, you know, enthusiasm. Well, wait a minute. At Cornell University, correct me if I'm wrong, if you speak out against LBGTQ+, uh, what are the consequences? What is the reaction on campus of a conservative speaker is is on the campus to, you know, give their point of view? Uh, what happens to people that are overtly racist on Cornell University campuses? Do they not get punished? Do they not get thrown out? Do they not get suspended? Well, I think that it's um, definitely a double standard. I mean, I criticized Black Lives Matter rioting and looting, and I was denounced by the then dean of my law school. There was another professor who supported the police actions in the rioting, and he was denounced by the university. So, yeah, it's a total double standard, uh, but neither that other professor nor I were fired. Um, and I don't think this professor will be because the university does uh, respect academic freedom and statements made off campus or fall within that. But that doesn't mean uh, we have to. Accept but in this case, we're talking about a professor with a with a uh, with a group of students here. And that's a captive audience, isn't it? Well, it was at, this was at a rally in downtown Ithaca, so it wasn't in the classroom. If it had been said in the classroom, then it might have been a different story. Um, so that's what it is. I'm not excusing what he said. All I'm saying is that this the pro, this guy is 
the symptom of a deeper problem in academia, and we should focus on that deeper problem, which is that this sort of racial politics, anti-Israel politics, anti-American politics has been pushed very deep into the faculty in particular. So that, that's my point. It's not that I'm not excusing what he said. All I'm saying is that you know the university's unlikely to fire him because it was an off-campus statement. Uh, had it been said in the classroom, perhaps it would have been different. Let's get your take, Roger Severino, on all of this. So I actually went to Harvard Law School, so I know what the environment is like. It is oppressive, especially of conservatives. And those who have a dissenting view, and especially now, Jews, they are the minority most under attack when these woke universities say they're all about diversity, but they're actually going on offense against Jews. And that just brings up a very ugly history, especially at Harvard. Uh, Harvard actually started doing the interviews of applicants in order to, to start filtering out Jews because they were, they were entering in, in too many numbers, according to them at the time, and that came out of the Harvard litigation. And now with the Supreme Court case that actually struck down the racial preferences at Harvard, you would expect that they would learn their lessons to stop picking and choosing which is a favored race and disfavored race. But apparently they're doubling down, and unfortunately before it was Asians and whites, and now it's actually Jews, which they lump in as white and colonizers and the, the same sort of leftist leftist talk to smear a whole people you know it really is interesting to look at all the instances over the years and stories we've covered and if people students professors if they made public posts that were politically incorrect on their own time uh they have been removed from jobs and removed from universities so you know that goes back to the issue i was discussing with bill jacobson about the double standard yeah the, the, so Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, she issued a statement recently. It really looked like a hostage video. It watched that video. She's in like a hotel room and almost like reading from a script. All of a sudden, she discovered the principle of freedom of speech, which has been absent at Harvard for years. They, they were ranked dead last by the Foundation of Individual Rights and in Education for their free speech policies. But now when they're come under assault for... Uh, coddling Hamas and terrorists and anti-Semitism, all of a sudden Harvard is saying, well, we now believe in free speech. These people can actually say their point of view. That was not the case when I was there, and it certainly hasn't been the case historically at Harvard. The double standard has to end. Under the Trump administration, people forget, um, I served there, we issued an executive order combating, combating anti-Semitism because we saw that this was a problem that wasn't going away and it needed to be addressed, and it's rearing its ugly head again, unfortunately. So I saw that you had, uh, re I don't know if you retweeted this, you called it a hostage video, and it was the message from the Harvard president, uh, Claudine Gay. We played her comments before, I won't play them again, you know, about how they're all open to free speech, even speech we don't like. Well, I had a debate on my TV show with two professors, Cornell West and, Do and Alan Dershowitz, uh, taking very different positions on the issue of what Hamas did. And Cornell West's position was, well, you know, he agreed with it, but it was, uh, they needed to be more nuanced. I'm like, 31 student groups needed to be more nuanced supporting a terror group? Uh, there's no room for nuance there. That's called slaughter. Uh, but yet, you know, I, I said, well, let's, the saddest part of this is we cannot have this debate at Harvard University. We've been trying, we've been calling. We've offered, and uh, amazing, they don't want to talk to us. Does that surprise you? No, that, that is the environment. It's very oppressive there. 
uh, I have kids now of college age, and I'm, I don't think I would send them to Harvard. Right? That, that's, we'd be sending them to the wolves. Um, it's, it's not a place for academic freedom. It's not the exchange of thought. They don't believe in truth anymore. They don't live up to their actual logo of Veritas. It's sad what has happened to that place. 30 student groups, as you mentioned, actually supporting Hamas and condemning Israel and blaming them. And that just shows this caudal bubble mindset. Uh, and finally, they're feeling the pressure. You have billionaires who are donating to Harvard backing out now. The Wexner Foundation has backed out. Kenneth Griffin, who donated almost a billion dollars, um, he's backing out because enough is enough. The world is realizing this is what has happened at these elite institutions. They are actually standing up in support of people who are killing babies and saying it's exhilarating, and they don't want a part of it anymore. It's shocking that it took this much, because we knew this was happening all the time, but maybe some little good could come out of the horror that people are waking up that there are people in the United States, especially in our elite academic institutions, that would side with Hamas over the uh, democracy of Israel. All right, quick break. We'll come back. More with Roger Severino and Bill Jacobson talking about radicalism on college campuses and virulent anti-Semitism there. 800-941-SHAWN is a number. Also get your calls in on this busy breaking news day as we continue. All right, we continue with Roger Severino and Bill Jacobson on the issue of virulent anti-Semitism on college campuses across the country and, frankly, worldwide. Back to you, Bill Jacobson. I, I don't know why I would think that college campuses and universities ought to be a bastion of freedom of thought, free, the free and open exchange of ideas and ideals and opinions, and it's just the opposite today. It's, it's stifling suppression. Well, that's true, and, and it's been 20 to 30 years in the making. What has happened is that whereas 20 years ago, the faculty split between liberal and conservative was about 60-40, so it leaned left, but it wasn't crazy. Right now, it's about 38 to 1. Almost no conservatives have been hired in the last 20 years on campus, and as they age out and they retire, they're replaced with the most radical new people. I think the ratio is something like 40 to 1 for new hires. So what's happened is... It's not so much that free speech is suppressed on campus, is there's only one viewpoint represented on campus, at least among the faculty. So that's the the deeper problem, that academia has been corrupted from the inside out for three decades, so that you can say, okay, we have free speech on campus, but there's only one viewpoint that's represented on campus. So that's what you get. And then you do get groups trying to bring people in from outside to speak because there's nobody on campus who can present an alternative viewpoint. And those people get shouted down and disrupted. So it's kind of a double whammy on campuses of no diversity of viewpoint among faculty and administrators. Plus, when students try to bring in speakers to provide diversity of viewpoint, those speakers get disrupted and shouted down. I will say, I think the student body is much more diverse in terms of viewpoints than the faculty and administrators. The problem is because students don't want to be targeted on social media, it's only the far left students who are really willing to speak up. So it's a bad situation on campuses. It's one that donors in particular have ignored for so many years. They just keep shoveling money into these campuses and then they finally wake up because the professor gets out there and you know says he's exhilarated by uh, an attack from Hamas on Israel. So I think it's got to be a big wake up call, but you know the universities I think figure they'll wait it out that in 5 years or 10 years or 2 years people will forget this and they'll go back to their regular giving. 
but these donors have to stick with it if, if they want to have an impact. Oh, money's going to talk, especially the type of money some of these guys donate. I mean, tens and tens of millions of dollars and even more. Uh, uh, thank you both. Appreciate you being with us. Roger Severino and Bill Jacobson, thank you. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. You know, violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. Rob Chadwick, I've met him. He's the former head of training for the FBI at Quantico. That guy, yeah. Rob and the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, they have created a free video you need to watch so you can get ready for what is coming in 2024. This video is not for everyone. It has one of America's most important law officers giving tips that very few civilians ever get to hear. And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, DefendFamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, DefendFamily.com. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. Everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it. Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality so how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign-up when you use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N, and go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN. With everything going on in the world today, the war, the inflation, the geopolitical tensions, $33 trillion in national debt, it's no wonder people are looking to diversify their savings with gold and silver. But who does Sean Hannity choose for his gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. Gold Co. is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver for Sean Hannity listeners. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. You know, violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. 
Rob Chadwick. I've met him. He's the former head of training for the FBI at Quantico. That guy. Yeah. Rob and the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, they have created a free video you need to watch so you can get ready for what is coming in 2024. This video is not for everyone. It has one of America's most important law officers giving tips that very few civilians ever get to hear. And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, DefendFamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, DefendFamily.com. With everything going on in the world today, the war, the inflation, the geopolitical tensions, $33 trillion in national debt, it's no wonder people are looking to diversify their savings with gold and silver. But who does Sean Hannity choose for his gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. GoldCo is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver for Sean Hannity listeners. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. Hey, today more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And by the way, who has the time? Now, HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud to help you and your family save. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Now, saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock, they make it simple and easy to find and fix any hidden medical bill error. Now, to save, go to their website. It's HealthLock.com. One word, HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. All right, 25 now until the top of the hour. Thank you for being with us on this crazy breaking news day. One thing we, and and obviously we're following what's going on in Israel, what's going on in Washington, um, but, we, you know, we have not spent a lot of times. Donald Trump was back in New York today, and this this trial, this insane trial, uh, all brought together. It's a civil trial relating to the Trump organization brought by an attorney general who, who ran on a campaign, on a promise, to go after one man, Donald Trump, one family, the Trump family, one organization, the Trump organization. And we've got all the tapes to prove it. We played it many, many times again. And then you have a judge that, you know, determines based on tax assessment, even though the tax assessor's office in Palm Beach, Florida, has been very clear. The tax assessment is is no way correlates to what the current value of one's property happens to be in Palm Beach. Anyway, Donald Trump went to the microphones earlier today. This is what he said. But just as the attorney general of New York State, Letitia James, and she shouldn't be allowed to be attorney general. She's defrauded the public with this trial. She said that Mar-a-Lago, she convinced the judge that Mar-a-Lago was worth in Palm Beach, Florida, the most expensive land in the world, I guess. 
And, that, and the most expensive house is definitely in the world. The Mar-a-Lago, the biggest house, the most spectacular place in all of Florida, was worth $18 million, when it's worth approximately, could be close to 100 times that amount. And based on that testimony, and based on her convincing the judge that Mar-a-Lago was worth $18 million, instead of a billion to a billion five, which would sell very easily, which we've already proven, but we'll have people come up and say that and prove it, the most important people, the brokers that make the sales. But based on that, he ruled against me. He ruled fraud. I mean, he said fraud. They are the fraudulent people. The judge just couldn't be that more, that that ignorant. The very thing that they're accusing Donald Trump of, they themselves are guilty of. And here's the other side of this story. You know, the argument is, well, that Donald Trump purposely overinflated uh, the value of his properties uh, to to get loans and it's and insurance rates that were a little more favorable to him inside the contract that Donald Trump provides to bankers and to insurance companies it says don't use our assessments ostensibly i'm paraphrasing and it's well known there's no bank that's going to lend anybody money based on your assessment of what the net worth of of your property what you think it might be worth maybe you have sentimental value so that's worth a lot more to you it's they have their own fiduciary responsibility and to do their own due diligence and determine what the value is based on market prices that is on them before they make any loan. Now, one other point in this whole endeavor, there's no aggrieved party here. There's never been a late payment for crying out loud. Everybody got their money back. And in the case of banks and insurance companies, they all made a lot of money in the course of all of this. So why is this case even in court? And why does the judge get to you know, be guilty of the exact thing that they're accusing Trump of. Not a jury trial either. All right, I know a lot of you have been very, very patient. Uh, let's get to our busy phones. Let us say hi to Gary is in Kentucky. Gary, hi, how are you? Glad you called, sir. What a crazy day this has been. Uh, Brother Sean, thank you. This is, what an honor, you know, because it's been some time since I've actually been a uh, a call in for you. Uh, I, I've been a long, long time listening to her. I'm very, very uh, pleased and satisfied with all the things that you've represented for a long time, brother. You've got 25, 30 years behind you, and I'm very, very, I'll give honor where honor is due. Um, what I see uh, a lot of what's going on right now is the confidence of being true Americans. I think there's a lot of people, let me use this analogy uh, real quick about Trump. Trump is not a very old Christian. He's a young Christian. And a lot of people look at his past and say he's done this and this and this. I think the reason why he has stood the test as you is because that you we've got compasses in, in the Lord. The Lord has given us compasses, and we can use these compasses like this thing that's going on in Israel. Horrible things are going on. And I just admire so much of what Fox is doing. They're telling people what's going on and why are these other people not so quick to let people know? They're, they're just, they're, there's no shame. They cover all of their uh, garbage with more garbage. Uh, they're not even willing to tell people what's going on. And I really do appreciate and admire Fox's stance um, of just telling people how horrible. We have to go all the way back 
to Cambodia, what Popot did, to find even a, even a reference to compare what these guys are doing to hatred. This is what hatred does. And I think it's the same stuff that Trump is dealing with, severe hatred. Uh, so I think we just need to make sure that we're not in the same camp as them, uh, reactionary, because I think we've got what you've got, uh, Sean, is just the Lord. The Lord, not, not as an arrogant badge, I'm not saying that, but just realizing that God's going to help us through these really, really tough waters. This is a very difficult time, and I think we're going to be just fine. I think the Lord is going to help all of us get through this, because this is a very, very difficult time. A lot of people are very nervous. Our economy is just, they don't even care. They don't even care that our economy is just totally screwed up. No matter what they do, everything is great. They give away more money. Uh, our, everywhere I go in my city, there's, they're giving away stuff all over the place that's coming out of our dime. So, and we don't have the money. We don't have the money. So I do appreciate and admire you and what Fox is doing. Uh, I'm a very big admirer of yours, and I just want you to know that I've always I've admired you for at least 25 years. I've been very, very pleased with your stance on many things, and you stood a lot of tough times. And I appreciate your stance and, and like, represent myself. I really need to thank you because I can't do it without you. So I really appreciate it. So I really do. Thank you. I'm very humbled by it. By the way, Linda, have you been following? I don't even know. I don't watch MSDNC. I just don't. I don't watch fake news CNN that often either. I see clips on Mediate. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, Dan Abrams uh, really did a deep dive into apparently there's a number of MSNBC hosts, and according to reports, that have been taken off the air and benched. Uh, and the three happen to be Muslim anchors over the coverage of this conflict in, in the Middle East. Uh, I don't really even know these guys. Do you know these guys? Some guy named Ali Veshi and, and Has, uh, is it Mehdi Hassan and Ayman somebody? I don't even know who this guy is. But anyway, what he pointed out is, and he previously criticized these hosts for pushing, quote, whataboutism, false equivalencies regarding Hamas and atrocities against Israel. Uh, though he did praise one of them, uh, this guy, Aman, you know, he said he's a smart guy doing interesting left-wing show on weekends, apparently. Anyway, the fact is, none of the three hosts hosted their regularly scheduled shows this past week, and he pointed out. I did see a report on this. Two of them were suddenly co-anchoring with colleagues, while a third was, quote, on vacation. And then he went back, and he actually found out and cited reporting from Semaphore uh, about the three that they were taken out of the chair over their car coverage, and he noted and reported that the three were benched, you know, that the, this, this report that they were benched because of their faith. Now, and he points out over the past decade, NBC, MSNBC have struggled to cover flare-ups in the in violence in the Middle East without internal controversy. Uh, and he said, you know, it's uh, it has nothing to do with their religion, he said, this is about what they have said and about what they have done. And then he aired examples of some of the past commentary. And I was shocked by what I read. And, and how is it that NBC News hired people with such controversial positions? You know, one guy's past commentary about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, noting the remarks have not aged well. Uh, 
regarding a report of a knife-wielding attacker that was then corrected on air by an MSNBC DNC anchor. Uh, he took a similar dive into Hassan's past comments, showing the MSNBC's host history of ugly commentary about non-Muslims in a 2009 speech at a London mosque. Uh, we know that keeping the moral high ground is key, quote, once we lose the moral high ground, we're not different from the rest of the non-Muslims, from the rest of those human beings whose, you know, lives that their their lives as animals bending any rules to fulfill their desire. Here's another clip of this guy, Hassan, comparing non-believers to cattle, quote, the disbelievers and the atheists who remain deaf and stubborn to the teachings of Islam. The rational message of the Quran and the de describe the Quran as, quote, uh, a people of no intelligence. Yikes. And Allah describes them as not 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 of no morality, not as people of no belief, people of no intelligence. And he says, could you imagine if these were like the full time Fox News hosts who said nonbelievers of Christianity were were animals? And then noting that, you know, once he became higher profile, he apologized numerous times. Uh, apparently one of them did. But it wasn't that long ago a lot of these remarks are made. I mean, we have the clips, but, I mean, this is NBC News. Did they not, did, Linda, did they not know the people they're hiring? I don't think that they do. And I think there's a lot of people being hired for the wrong reasons. I also think that Dan Abrams is doing what the right has done for a long time, which is to justify his position, which is, I really don't care what religion they are if they want to talk about the atrocities that we're all seeing with our own eyes. Again, common sense. Believe what you see. If you see a grown man or a group of men raping young girls, killing grandmas, and decapitating babies, that is what is happening. It's not up for interpretation. It's not the work of any god. It is the work of man and evil. Period. End of sentence. And then the excuse is, oh, you took them off the air because they're Muslim. No. I took them off the air because they support the murdering of the innocent. Whatever their religion, it doesn't matter. It's just wrong. But, so it's but interesting they, but, to see them do this. But if they but if they felt this way and knew all of this, then But they why weren't are paying they attention the then. They didn't have to. Now they do. Now people well, are paying attention. Well, they if, if these reports are true that that's the reason that they're off the air, then that means they've known about it the entire time and they have not had a problem with it. Don't I think that's even worse. Agree with you. Agree with well, you. Finally, finally, I got some agreement out of you. You um, should keep that. Run that on tape. Keep it, you know, it's like a little safekeeping. Ken in Utah, Sean Hannity Show. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Good, sir. What's going on? Uh, just, so I'm a military family from my grandfather, mom and dad, both my father-in-laws, aunts, uncles, myself, my brother, one of my kids, and two of my nephews. And... Looking at what's going on with our party right now, I just, there's so many backroom deals going on. They can't get it right. We had McCarthy. They got rid of him. Scalise was up. Got rid of him. Jim Jordan's up. And everybody's got these backroom deals. I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. But if I don't get my way, I'm going to throw a tantrum. I'm going to stop the whole thing. Well, those are first world problems. We've got people in Israel and people in Ukraine they will gladly change places with any one of us at any time for the problems that we're facing. And if you look at it as if you go into any arena, any stadium, and you listen to any sports game, 
All you're going to hear is noise with all the thousands of conversations that are going on. But once the fight song comes on and everybody starts chanting and singing the same song with one voice, it becomes very powerful. Right now, our party is just a bunch of noise, a bunch of people, different conversations here and there. And we need that one unified voice. It's, it's Listen, let me tell you something that this this is not. It's not complicated. And what's not complicated, and Newt talks about, you know, the road to the majority, his new book is out, it's really worth the read. Because, you know, remember, he brought the Republicans, I'm sorry, March to the majority. He's the guy that brought Republicans back in power after 40 years in the wilderness of being a minority party. And, and for the first time in 40 years, Republicans had control of the House. And he did it by using, you know, data and information and vision and ideas and uh, you know, so many of these ideas controlling our borders, that's an eighty-five fifteen issue. Everybody should agree. Energy independence, not that difficult. Law and order, safety, security, not a difficult issue. Uh, lower taxes, limited government, not a hard issue for Republicans if they stand as an alternative party, not a uniparty. And so, you know, I watched this function at a very high level. I mean, and, and these guys, well, this is... Hannity's asking us tough questions. I'm like, yeah, because you need to get the, the house open and do the people's business. And that's just a fact. That's your job. And at a time when we have such unrest around the world and, and war with Israel and Hamas and maybe Hezbollah, maybe a two-front war breaking out, Iran threatening to jump in itself, at a time you have war in Europe, at a time we have open borders, at a time where you know we budgetary issues are not being dealt with, you know, I want the leading party to lead and I don't want Band-Aid temporary solutions. And I don't want, you know, Republicans giving up their power voluntarily and and working with, you know, the likes of leftists like Hakeem Jeffries. And it's just as fundamental and basic to me. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You know, you work so hard to build your retirement savings. Now, Phoenix Capital Group, they want to help fuel. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News. We'll have the latest in the race for Speaker of the House. We have Newt Gingrich. We have John Roberts on the ground in Israel for us. Uh, now Israel looking at a possible two-front war. Uh, Nikki Haley weighs in. She has been in a couple of battles that are going on. We'll ask her about it. Alan Dershowitz. And by the way, if you want to be part of an audience show, Hannity.com, Wednesday, Thursday night, tickets are free. If you're in the New York, New Jersey, Long Island area, I uh, hope you can join us one week. That's it for today. Thanks for being with us. See you tonight at 9. Please set your DVR. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. You know, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families ever since 9-11. Now, hero first responders and service members, the people that serve our communities, our country, those who die in the line of duty, those who are catastrophically injured, veterans who have fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York, firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Now, Arno was killed while protecting his community. He was battling a warehouse fire. He left behind a wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home 
where they made their memories with their hero. Now you can join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on the mission to do good and support the families of America's greatest heroes, and that means the families of fallen first responders just like Jason Arno and Gold Star families with young children and catastrophically injured service members and also homeless vets. Please commit to $11 a month. Go to their website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com, get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink under the thumb of the IRS, and controlled with a digital dollar. That's why thousands of hardworking patriotic Americans are opting out by diversifying their savings with the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how to get started today. That's HannityGold.com. 